to me, like, I guess confidence would be comfort in knowing what is going to happen. And so therefore we know what to do in that situation. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Willing Equine Podcast. I'll be recording this episode in my car, so the audio may not be super clear, and sometimes I have my kids with me, so if you hear a little bit from them, I apologize, but hopefully you can still enjoy the podcast. I'd love to hear from you after you listen to the podcast, so feel free to comment on any of my social media platforms or email me or even send me an anchor voice message. So this episode is a little bit different than many of my other podcast episodes because it's a clip taken from an online meeting I had with a couple of my students that are in my membership program. And we were talking about a certain subject, the subject of confidence. But one of the things that really doesn't get explained in the clip is the backstory. So one of my students who's interning with me right now, who's in this conversation that you're going to hear, she references working with a certain horse. And I asked her a question as well. And the backstory for that is that I had asked her to take a horse out of a stall and walk it up and down some hills that were behind my barn. And she had never worked with this horse before. And she had limited experience working with my horses and the way that I like people to lead horses and stuff um, in, in, during this internship. So I kind of threw her in a little bit too early without, you know, the necessary... Anyway, she didn't have the the information she needed for that experience. So she had later, after we had gotten it all sorted out and we broke it down really small and, and we got everything cleaned up and everything went beautifully, so it, it turned out wonderfully. Like, that, there was nothing <laughs> serious that happened. Everybody was good and safe. Um, and it was a very successful outing later. She came back in and she, in passing said she needed more confidence that she needed to build her confidence working with the horses with this type of training and all of that. And that started a conversation about what confidence was and what it looked like and what that meant to her. And I had posed the question to her at the time. We talked about it some more. And then I posed the question to uh, some other members of my group, and I wanted to hear their feedback on it. And so this is a clip from that where we talk about confidence, and you're going to get to hear that here in a second. Again, the audio is from an online meeting, and it kind of sounds like I'm in a tin can a little bit, but it's mostly pretty consistent sounding, so it should be pretty good. And um, I hope you enjoy it, and it gives you some food for thought. So when you think that you or someone else or someone or a horse or a dog or a kid or a person needs more confidence or you want them to have more confidence, what does that mean? What does it look like and how do you get more of it? So for me, I think it would be knowing what to expect so it would come from an experience of certain situations or um yeah being being prepared basically for certain situations and so to train it i would say that um i don't know i think it's something that we basically already do with horses is we don't flood them, but we 
just gradually exposed them to certain things and the horse learns that um well that the environment is not this horrible scary thing and that they can i think it also goes a lot with trust but i think that they can basically um overcome whatever is quote thrown at them because you're doing it so gradually that the learner doesn't doesn't lose yeah confidence <laughs> um uh yeah i don't know yeah but for for me i think it really would be just knowing what to expect and to be prepared like uh for me for my exams at the moment for example um i know that i feel less confident because the exams are going to be online and i've never experienced that before in my life uh we didn't have any trial runs um so there are a lot of hesitations and worries that are accompanied with that situation because i wonder will um i don't know zoom work well well uh, I hear well, with I hear me well. So there are a lot of problems that, that can come up. And since I've never gone through it before, I feel less confident in uh, doing the exam. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it does, definitely. Tessa, what do you think? Yeah, that definitely makes sense to me. Like, knowing what to expect because if we don't know what to expect, then we can't, we can't really have that confidence because we don't know what is going to come. We don't know what we are supposed to be confident about, I guess. Like we don't know what is gonna happen. So therefore we can't become confident in like, um, uh, we can't go into it with like a lot of, um, I'm trying to think of the word we can't go into it with a lot of predictability because we don't know what's going to happen. And so to me, like, I guess confidence would be comfort in knowing what is going to happen. And so therefore we know what to do in that situation. So like for leading, well, like with, with Sly, like with Carrie leading Sly, if she would have known what to do, and what to expect and what, how to handle the situation, that is where the confidence would have came in, I think. Like, to me, that's what it would have been. And like, she's comfortable in that situation. And so comfortable, I guess, is another construct, but like, um, she's settled in the situation because she knows what's gonna happen, I guess. And I mean, of course, we, all, we, we aren't gonna know what always happens all the time, uh, but like, um, yeah, and then like exposing like horses, our our learner like our animals to new environments and stuff. Like, I guess just if we do it in like small approximations and we do it thoughtfully and um, we don't push them and stuff, then they can have that comfort and confidence when being exposed to new things because it is like a conditioned it is something that happens regularly. So it's not something that just happens out of the blue, but it's something, if we do it regularly, then it's just part of the, um, like the learning process and everything. So I guess, does that make sense? I don't know. 
Yeah, definitely. Do well, Carrie. Do you want to jump in and say anything, or do you feel? I mean, that's kind of what we discussed and what we were talking about. What confidence really is. Like, here, come over here. What What do you think would have made you feel more confident in that experience that you had? Like, if you were to have the most ideal situation possible for you, what um, would have made you feel more confident? Probably to have worked with Sly mm -hmm. prior to doing that. Mm -hmm. um, to know how he works mm -hmm. and understand if a certain situation does happen, what I can fall back on mm -hmm. so that I don't get overwhelmed and overthink. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what happens a lot of times for me is that I get myself in a situation and even though I have all that head knowledge, it doesn't, it kind of just goes to the back of my mind and I'm stuck and I don't know where to go from there. Yeah. So we, we had talked about, for me, just to put it in a super way I kind of have, cause I've talked about this a few times with different people. It's, um, confidence is knowing, well, first of all, predictable outcomes. So that's, you know, what's going to, what the result is going to be of this situation. Or if you don't know what the result is going to be of the situation, you know what to do in the circumstance or in the situation where things go differently. So for me, I'm pretty confident with horses. I feel very confident with horses because I have a very large and long history and a large repertoire of behaviors that I can perform in any given situation. So I know at the drop of a hat, I can pull out almost any behavior from myself to be able to work with this horse and handle the situation. There are very few situations that I have not experienced and haven't um, there in the past, sure, maybe there was absolutely times where I didn't know what to do, but now I know what to do. So I feel more confident because of that. So knowing what to do in any given situation. So having a large repertoire of behaviors and having a, lo a long history of positive outcomes from those experiences too. So that's a big key. So I can say I have a lot of experience with horses, but if every one of those experiences was a poor outcome, like it was a negative one, painful one, fearful one, whatever, that's not going to make me confident. I could be, I could have ridden for 20 plus years, but if I regularly get thrown from the horse or I regularly get bit or whatever, I'm not going to be a confident rider. So a history of positive outcomes from different experiences with horses and knowing what to do in, um, any given situation and feeling like I, I have something to fall back on. Um, go play with your sisters. Okay. Your brother. Um, so yeah, it's like confidence is knowing what to do in a situation, knowing, and, but also knowing what to expect. And then if that expectation isn't met, knowing what to do instead. So like having that fallback, having a, a history of knowing like in this situation, I do this, in this situation, I do this, in this situation, I do this. And just having all of that in your mind and just knowing you can do all those things, I think really builds your confidence. And that's for the human learners, but also for the horses, because what is 
confidence in horses. A, ho a very confident horse is a horse that is pretty widely exposed to a lot of different situations, a lot of different experiences, and has had um, a lot of positive experiences from those. So they learned to cross the river. That was a positive experience. It wasn't this traumatic event. They learned that getting in the trailer, positive experience. They learned, um, you know, going on a walk, positive experience. So they start becoming very confident with their environment and all these experiences. But also in the training itself and in the learning process, knowing what to do when faced with X, Y, or Z. So having that large repertoire of behavior. So a horse that is undertrained for the experience that it's going through is going to lack confidence in that specific situation. Confidence isn't necessarily this thing you just have. It's not who you are. It's not what you, it's what you do. It's what is, what is happening in that moment. Um, because there are, there's not really such a thing as a confident person versus an unconfident person. There's just a person that knows how to act in this situation versus that situation. Um, and a horse too. I can have a horse that is super confident with loading into the trailer. And that just means to me that they know how to load in the trailer. They know what to do in that situation. They expect a positive outcome. They're really chill about it, all that. That same exact horse could be absolutely like terrified and lack a tremendous amount of confidence on a jumping course, right? They don't know how to jump. They don't know what to do. They maybe they've had bad experiences, whatever. So is that horse, you know, not a confident horse in all of a sudden because of that one thing? No, it just means that in that situation, they lack confidence in what is confidence. And then that's what we've been talking about. So do you guys, do you guys all agree with that? Is that, or do you have any thoughts to add to that? Yeah, I really agree with that because, so it's like combining your experience with your knowledge because you can't have one or the other in order for that confidence to be built but you have to have both combined you have to have the experiences but you also have to have the knowledge built with the experiences in that situation and in that process in order to know what to do and how to handle it and yeah so that that definitely all made sense and i agree with all that I um, I agree as well, and I wonder as well if um, positive experiences that you mentioned um, also include, and I don't wonder, I think they do include, um, history of being successful. I'm not sure if it was with uh, you when I was in Texas, or if it was during, your, like, if I heard it at podcasts, probably, I don't remember again, but... Um, there was an example of um, a discussion about people not being very confident in math, adults, not being very good and not feeling confident. And I'm pretty sure it probably was a podcast. And basically what they suggested, what the hypothesis was that um, when those adults were younger, they were not given enough they were not given enough chances to be successful in math so they the the school program went too fast for them so they uh started making mistakes losing the confidence and then making more mistakes and basically grew up to be adults that were not at all confident or were worried about math and basically i think it kind of goes back to what you said about um having a positive associations with it so if if you go if those people were to go the, when they were kids if they 
were given pro problem sets that they could easily resolve and then the difficulty would have been added on gently uh, so that the person all, is always sure that they can be successful to solve that problem set, then they would grow up to become confident adults as well. I don't know if that makes sense. Pretty sure that was on podcast, but I'm not sure. I think I've heard that podcast episode before, but I can't remember where it was from. But yeah, no, I agree. And I, when I say positive outcomes, I tend to combine like successful with positive to me being able to achieve the desired result is a positive outcome. So I'm not necessarily referring to positive outcome as positive, like reinforcement or like you got a cookie or something, but but it's so much as like, I successfully accomplished this task or I, I was able to, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, so I guess you could say in a sense, sometimes tests for, um, for school or whatever a lot of times that's like we could say it's like a negative reinforcement based right there's a lot of pressure you have to get the a whatever it you know i'm sure it's a little bit different for every person so i'm not going to assume for everybody it's that way some people really enjoy tests and for me they're very stressful but if i consistently am and this goes to what you're talking about like if i'm given a test basically i'm let's say we're in a we're trying to teach me how to be more confident taking tests um, or be better at taking tests because I really don't test very well. Um, if I were to start off with a smaller test with easier answers and it was shorter time frame, whatever, and I got an A, right? So the first one might be a little bit like I'm uncertain about, I'm not really confident, but then that would be an experience, a successful experience for me and would have that reinforcer of the A at the end. And that's what I wanted. And so it was successful as a positive experience. And then the next one, maybe it's a little bit longer test or maybe it's a little bit more challenging, whatever it is, try not to add you know, both criteria at the same time. Um, you know, and I'm successful at that. And then we keep going and going to the point where I'm like, I know that when I go to a test, you know, that I'm very likely to have a very successful experience with this when I've done X, Y, or Z type studying and, and I'm prepared for this. And so I'm going to become more confident in taking tests because I have a long history of positive or successful outcomes from those experiences. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> This is really good. I, I just wanted to see what you guys thought about what confident meant to you, because I think it's another one of those labels, human constructs where we're like, they're a confident horse. Okay. What is a confident horse? You know, like my horse, I think of horses being more confident in specific situations, but if there's enough situations they're confident with, I suppose you could say they are in general, a pretty confident horse. But I think it's really easy to look at that as like, they're born confident or they just are inherently confident, but it's all learned behavior. They learn to how to interact with their environment and they learn that these different situations are likely to result in a positive or successful outcome. And so they become more eager and, you know, boldly go forth to conquer the river, you know, and they're a confident horse because they know if they cross a river, it's going to be fine. Whereas a horse has never done it before, or has had a traumatic experience with it, um, didn't have a positive or successful outcome. They're not going to be as confident. Um, but I think it's, it's important for us to remember that words like that are, they're, 
their suitcases. They're, they're these broad terms that we use, but I think it's important to every once in a while remember and break them down into what does that actually look like? Like, how do you train a confident person or a confident horse? Or how do you achieve that goal? It's not just they are or they are not confident. Yeah, definitely. And it's like building blocks. Each each positive outcome and success that is made is a building block of that confidence. And so, like, if you, like, just build like building those blocks onto it because it can't just be there like it has to be built that confidence and um like comfort in the situation has to be built and it can't just be it can't just like show up and whatever it has to be built through the positive outcomes and everything that you guys were talking about so it's actually interesting um i've been wondering for quite some time now uh fakir always had trouble leaving the herd it was something that was always very stressful for him and um i've had him for four years now that was always a big issue and even like since having um started positive reinforcement it very often came up i would try to do it gradually etc but since changing barns so i changed i think end of january in about a month i decided to take him out of the field and just the fear was gone it was it i still don't quite understand why and i was wondering if it relates to um that confidence and that buildup of confidence that i would i tried to always take it very gradually i would allow him to stop to to look to he wanted to go back or would go back so give him the option of the choice and i wonder if um that slowly built it up built up and then basically now we have arrived at quote the destination where he feels confident enough to go outside because a he knows he will come back he i guess trusts me as well and he knows that he is in some way in control of situation going back to what we mentioned about uh, um, before about um, experience and being prepared for the situation so it's interesting because i still wonder if that's exactly what happened or not and we'll see how it develops i guess but i i'd be curious to know if he acted the same way with a different person when leaving the pasture and stuff because it's possible that it was it's less about where he's going and more about the person who's taking him there you know like maybe he built up that positive history with you and now he's more trusting or confident in you and where you're taking him and what you're asking him to do because you guys have come a long way in your relationship and you've done a lot of things as far as like husbandry behaviors that were uncomfortable for him and he's trusted you to do that at liberty without you know any restraints and um, he's a lot more at ease in your training sessions from what I can see recently. Um, so I wonder if that's more of it, where there's a little bit more of a, a better communication there and a more of a trusting relationship there. And it's carried over into other areas. Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's hard to kind of pick point what exactly happened. I'm pretty sure like it's actually now <laughs> i really want to see if what will happen like not to like push him over threshold obviously etc but just to see how he reacts and because it's also a good skill for him to have is 
you know, to be led by someone other than me, obviously. So uh, I'll, 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 I'll see if I can kind of, um, I don't know, create that kind of situation and see how he reacts and what will, uh, what will happen. It's, a, it's an interesting thought, definitely. That was really interesting because, so did it happen like, like when you were working on it, did you see it starting to get better and like gradually getting better and everything? Like, like getting to the point where he was comfortable leaving with the herd or when you moved barns, it just kind of just happened? Um, it started to happen gradually, but very, very slowly at the previous barn. But since I've moved, it was very like, almost black and white. I went on a walk with him, um, I think a couple of weeks ago, and I, he just, a, a completely different horse. I've never seen him, like he was, you know, he was looking around in the environment, but he was not at all calling out to others. He didn't seem to quote, care where the others were. So it's, um, it happened really at, at the same time as we changed barns, or at least like, well, I waited a month or so before taking him out since I wanted for him to kind of um, settle down. But um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It sounds, it sounds like a trust, like he's built that positive history with you. And then like moving barns with you, that could have been like that and then like him knowing that he is safe in this environment and like he has you and you moved him and all this kind of stuff has built that positive association and outcome, which is therefore transferred into, like Adele was saying, it transferred into the, um, like leaving the herd and all that kind of stuff. So that's interesting. That's really interesting. Well, yeah, definitely. I'll, um, I'll try to really try to set up, with someone else leading him, like not too far away, obviously, and just keeping the situation under control, let's say, but just to see, uh, yeah, just to see how he reacts and what will happen. That was really good. It was nice to talk about, you know, what, what confidence is and how it's not just this thing that we do or don't have and how it can look in different situations and how you can have confidence in a certain person or a certain, maybe it's even another horse, like a horse to horse situation. Like when they are companions that are really closely bonded, they have a lot of confidence in each other. Um, again, it's a history of positive outcomes and um, horses in particular, you know, anyway, and in, in just looking at different environments, whether it's with the trailer, whether it's out trailer, you know, this is why a lot of horses are really good in the arena, but not out on the trails because and they just do their job and they know what to do and they know how to do it. They're really just, they know there's a predictable outcome and they know what to do and when to do it inside the arena. But then all of a sudden the environment changes, the antecedents change when they're outside of that arena and they no longer know what to do. They don't know what the outcomes are going to be like. And so this horse that was in the arena, who was just chill and will win blue ribbons day and night, all of a sudden becomes this disaster because everything's changed. There are no predictable outcomes. There's no history of positive outcomes. There's no known, like they don't know what to do anymore. Um, and so is that horse less or more confident than the other horse? You know, and it just, there's no such thing as just a, a confident horse or a non-confident horse. Um, that, meaning like they're just born that way. It's more about their training and more about their exposure. And, and this is why I talk about like 
positive exposure training where I don't really do desensitizing so much. I, you know, it, obviously that's a scientific term, but I don't do it as it's traditionally thought of. I do it where I'm just like, this is a going to be a positive experience for you. And in the arena is going to be a positive experience and out in the trail is going to be a positive experience and crossing the rivers may be a positive, positive experience. And here's the necessary skill set that you need to accomplish these things, to do these things and have a successful outcome for them. And then here's what you do in this situation. Here's what you do in that situation. And what is, I mean, that's just, we're talking about like a lot of training and a lot of time and a lot of positive outcomes and really just clocking those hours with those horses and showing them that they, they, they'll survive, <laughs> they'll survive any given situation. And then that's when you have what looks like to the outside world is a confident horse. Um, and, and it's the horse that people will say, wow, you got lucky with that horse. I wish my horse was more like that one. I'm like, you have no idea how many hours I have clocked with this horse, like how much time I have spent. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so cool. It's actually interesting. Um, that means that we came to a conclusion sort of that confidence cannot be detached from the outside environment. Like, that uh, it comes from the outside environment. We experience a certain situation, which is our outside environment, and by experiencing it, it gives us confidence for next outside, like in situation that would be a similar environment, for example. So I wonder if it's something that can be built without outside environments and situations and people. I guess we came to a conclusion that it can't be just, you know, just be inside us. I guess there maybe is a part of it is maybe also personality, but I don't know, food for thought. Well, now you've opened up a whole nother can of worms. Thanks. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm here for. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I am not... I can't say that I'm the most educated in this area. Um, I feel like from my experience, it has mostly to do with the learner's learning history. So the antecedents, the environment, the, I think though, okay, I will say that it seems to roll over in that the more positive outcomes the learner has early on, they are more likely to view new situations, even if they've never been in that situation before, as potential, as for having potential for a positive outcome. Like my Philly River, for example, I haven't necessarily taken her everywhere or done everything with her. She certainly has lived most of her life at my, um, my facility, my ranch, and she's only been off of it a few times to go out on hikes and stuff like that, especially prior to having her knee surgeries. Um, she, I, she marched into those surgery rooms and dealt with all of those vets and walked right into the cold, you know, feeling emotionless stalls. Like, I don't know how a stall can or can't have emotions, but you know what I mean? Like they're just like these solid cells with cinder block and all of that. And no problem. She marched into all those. She marches up to every horse and investigates them and says hi. And she is, has no fear. She just seems to think everything is going to have a positive outcome, which has 
sometimes caused a little bit of issues because she'll get herself into situations that actually won't have a positive outcome. So I've had to teach her some emergency stops and things like that um, to stop her from, you know, going into deep into the water or going into a room that's too small for her. Um, so that just the repetitive, like, this is good. This is positive. This is positive. This is positive. Like it will always be positive. Maybe not always, but most of them, the majority of them being a, a successful positive outcome from an early age, I think has created this tendency to think that the rest of life and the rest of her experiences will also be the same. So then I could say then that after a certain point, she didn't, she hasn't necessarily experienced these situations before. She had never experienced being at a vet clinic before ever. Um, and she just was fine. She just went right into it. I wouldn't say that she was necessarily born being this super confident horse. Maybe, maybe genetics have something to play into it. Um, I certainly know that some breeds of horses and certain horses are born seeming to take things a little bit more in stride while others are more sensitive and um, more quicker to react to more was seemingly more minor things. So it does seem like genetics do take, have a play in it to a certain degree. But um, I think that just having a long history of positive outcomes can make a horse in general, be very optimistic about future experiences, even if they haven't experienced them before. So basically it's comes from the environment, but then it's in, internalized and yeah it's like you know we talk about trust trust is a history of positive out outcomes um they trust the human they trust you know all these things to happen you trust your chair that you're sitting on not to break under you because you've sat on hundreds and hundreds of chairs and they haven't broken under you um but i think you know let's say from an early age as a child maybe you didn't know what a chair was. So that's not a like a complete comparison because you really didn't probably even register that you were sitting on a chair. Um, but maybe you did. And let's say you sat on a chair for the first time and it's like, what is this? What is it going to do? And then it's like, doesn't break. And so then you start to learn that chairs in general are trustworthy. Right. But then, um, so, but that's very particular about a certain thing, a certain like chairs in general, usually don't break underneath me but so okay maybe a good example i'm trying to compare it to what we do with horses so we take horses you know out on a trail here or we trailer them over to the vet or we trailer them to a neighbor's house or whatever we do all these lots of repetition of taking the places and and them being positive experiences we're trying to generalize their training and generalize all this stuff to be um positive so for people, like for me, I don't particularly like going into stores. I much prefer to shop online. Um, I really don't like being in stores because they're always a little different. There's different people. I don't know the people. It makes me a little bit nervous. I just don't really like going in stores and shopping. I'd much rather be online, more of my comfort zone. But as an adult, I had to go do this store shopping on my own without my parents and, um, and first it was like super nerve wracking, but I, you know, it always ended up being okay. Like it was like, fine. Like I got my stuff. I got the reinforcer hat buying my stuff that I really wanted. And there was no like serious negative outcome. So now, you know, as an adult and older adult now, and I've been into hundreds and 
hundreds of stores, I'm much more confident walking into a new store, even though I've never been in the store before, because it's very likely that the store is going to be okay because hundreds and hundreds of previous ones have been okay. So does that, that seems to be probably a better example there, where it's just like you start to learn and generalize that stores in general are going to likely result in a positive outcome because you have so much past experience um, of going into other stores that are somewhat similar and uh but it doesn't necessarily mean you've been in this exact store and had this exact outcome in that store and i think our horses can do that just as well they can start to generalize and start to learn that going to new places is likely to have a positive outcome because so many in the past have been have had that same positive outcome yeah that definitely makes sense uh definitely like a good relatable story as to like the horse the horses and you'll learn something new about me. I don't like shopping in stores. <laughs> <laughs> I now totally relate to my horses that don't like to travel anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to find out more, head to my website, thewillingequine.com. On there, I have a really extensive blog. I'm a very prolific writer. And I also have a an FAQ page. And the FAQ has all kinds of things. It has questions and answers about training and about my training specifically, as well as just general about working with positive reinforcement. There's also sections on there about health and um, behavior. So all of that. I'm also on a lot of different social media platforms, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. So check those out. And I'd love to hear from you. So don't hesitate to email or send me a message. Thank you.